You're listening to Once, Once Upon a Time Podcast, Episode 105, Second Season Special Features Review. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. We're happy to have you listening with us, and we're excited. Jeremy, check your countdown. Because the Once Upon a Time season premiere is coming up very soon <gasps> in, at the time of this recording, 38 days, 23 hours, 20 minutes. Actually, that was like on the zero. No seconds. Wow. 20 minutes. So by the time you listen to this, here's the good news. By the time you're listening to this, it's even sooner. It's coming up. Once Upon a Time, again, in case you aren't sure, Once Upon a Time returns on Sunday, September 29th, and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland starts on Thursday, October 10th, and that's uh, Hmm. at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, or 8 slash 7 Central. I'm going to make a countdown for that. On both of those days. And we'll be podcasting more about that when it comes around. But let's talk about the second season complete set. We received the Blu-ray disc set from ABC to review. And thank you so much, ABC, for sending that to us. And we got an unboxing video that I did on YouTube. And it's also on the website in the podcast feed and all of that. And if you want to check it out and just see what's in the box and watch it open, (laughs) which is just always fun (laughs) to do. but Open. Watch it be opened. It doesn't do it on its own. Just FYI. You can go to oncepodcast.com slash unboxing two. And then you can watch that video. If you want to watch the first unboxing, I think it's oncepodcast.com slash unboxing. And if you want the sword letter opener, then you go to oncepodcast.com slash letter opener because so many people want that sword letter opener. But anyway, let's talk about some of the stuff that's on the discs. The DVDs and Blu-rays are just barely different in content. The Blu-rays have just a couple extra features on them, and that is it has the commentary for The Miller's Daughter. Uh, So that's the sixth episode. Uh, There are five episodes on the DVDs that have audio commentary. So on the Blu-rays, there are six episodes that have the audio commentary, and that sixth one is The Miller's Daughter. That's exclusive to... The uh, Blu-ray edition. The other feature that is exclusive to the Blu-ray edition is A Fractured Family, which is uh, a fun explanation of the whole family tree (laughs) with Once Upon a Time. It's so complicated. And it was narrated by Sarah Hyland of ABC's Modern Family. And yeah, they, they really play this up because some of the characters try to explain some of the family relationships. I mean, the actors did. Like, Jenny Goodwin was in there, um, Jared Gilmore was in there, and several other cast members were trying to explain the whole family tree. And I love this clip from the, the special feature that I think helped sum it up and try to explain it in 60 seconds as it relates to Henry. Buckle up. Big finish. Let's untangle Henry's family tree. Henry's parents are Neil and Emma. The evil queen is both Henry's adoptive mother and his step-great-grandmother. His grandparents are Snow White, Prince Charming, Rumpelstiltskin, Mila, and because Mila married Captain Hook, Hook is his step-grandfather, too. 
Cora is Henry's adoptive grandmother, as well as his step-great-great-grandmother. And King George is his great-uncle's adoptive father, as well as his pretend great-grandfather via various acts of subterfuge. James is either Henry's great-uncle or his grandfather, depending on which James you're talking about. And Charming and Abigail were curse-married for a spell, so she probably fits in there somewhere, too. <gasps> I am amazing! To sum up, young Henry's got three parents, two biological, one adoptive. Somewhere between six and eight grandparents, depending on how you count. A great-uncle, a step-great-grandparent, a step-great-great-grandparent, three blood feuds, and claim to the thrones of at least four kingdoms. On your favorite procedural, they call that motive. Have fun at Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a great little feature. A big thing that I took away from that is, at the end, as they pointed out, Henry is heir to four kingdoms. Yeah, whatever. I didn't... I can't believe that. I'd never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. That he <laughs> he's bring balance, bringing balance to the force, or just tying all of these kingdoms together. See, that's the thing. They made it really just kind of like it was for fun. But when they show the family tree, and there's Henry, and then there's... practically the whole cast is a branch of his family Mm -hmm. tree he's more important than maybe we might have thought before yeah so i wonder if they've had that in mind all along because we don't know quite what kitsis and horowitz discovered along the way that they were this uh, certain plot that they wanted to follow if it was just this whole neverland aspect or if they realized, hey, Henry is connected to everybody. Pretty much. Maybe we should make him extra special. But four kingdoms. So that's um, <laughs> yeah, King George. This out. That's uh, King Leopold. And where do the others come in? <sighs> oh, um, kind of Catherine. Catherine uh, Midas. He wouldn't be the heir to that kingdom. It was a curse. Well, partial they, they say heir or claim to the throne. Claim to the throne. Yeah. And then the fourth one somewhere in there. But you can see, we'll have a screenshot of this little family tree in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 105. So you can check that out and try and understand this little thing. <laughs> but the, the video is uh, goes along a lot more and explains how different characters are related and how they tie in. So it's really helpful, especially, and gives some extra stuff that you didn't really... Some people might not have actually thought about, oh, yeah, that person is kind of connected to that person. <laughs> like Abigail. I'd never really thought about Abigail as kind of being part of the family tree. I kind of don't. But in a sense, she sort of is. It was hey. a temporary marriage it was a fake marriage that wasn't working <laughs> yeah so so not quite official but yeah. kind of like a side lesson so it's absolutely crazy but really cool it's a weak branch <laughs> and that feature is exclusive on the blu-ray but it's mo- it's very likely that it'll make its way onto youtube and probably when itunes has the season pass for once upon a time then uh, for the third season, they'll probably include this Blu-ray special feature or Blu-ray ex- exclusive feature in your season pass. They did that for season two. They included some of the Blu-ray special features from season one mm. in the iTunes season pass for season two. That's cool. It's almost as, as confusing to explain as Henry's family tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all tied together. Just assume that. 
But we we had other several other videos on the disc, and one of the things in general uh, about the discs that disappointed me: no Easter eggs at all. Well, the problem with Easter eggs is you have to hide them, but not too well. Well, in this case, they couldn't hide them from me. The way that I check the DVDs <laughs> and Blu-rays, they can't hide anything from me. I I see all that you know. <laughs> I'm of. the seer. Well, no, there was nothing else on the discs. No hidden features on any of the discs that I could find. There were a couple trailers, which, interestingly, trailers for two Disney movies coming out on Blu-ray. The Little Mermaid and Peter Pan. <laughs> that's that's funny. But then Clever. there were these special features, deleted scenes, bloopers, and some of this other stuff that we'll talk about as we go on. So, a little disappointing. No Easter eggs on this. There were Easter eggs on the first season discs. Yeah, but yeah, they're just tiny little things that they might as well just put into a larger feature so people don't have to hunt around a lot. Yeah, I mean, they could have given a little bit more behind the scenes stuff or oh, I, I mean, many different things that they could have done as little Easter eggs. Just, just show the filming of a scene or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. That's what some of the season one stuff was. Well, there was a special feature about the dwarfs and uh, a thing about August and we I did. think a behind the scenes of the fight scene with the baby. <laughs> with the baby? Well, there was a there was a Emma and Tamara fight scene that we got to see, and yeah, it was, that was funny. Yeah, getting to see Emma jump away from the invisible portal. <laughs> yeah, that was in that was in the next thing that we'll talk about the section or the special called Girl Power that was all about the strong women that are in Once Upon a Time. And how they've uh, really made them stand out. Very different from the classic fairy tale parts where it's mm-hmm. always the damsel in distress. But here it's the strong women who can fight for themselves. And they show a lot of that. And they show the cool fight scene uh, that Jenny just mentioned. Uh, they show uh, a bunch of cool stuff. And they give it this comic book-like feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they even looked into Mulan a little bit. Mm. It was funny, like hearing her talk about all the layers of her costume. <laughs> she wears a lot. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. And, and lots of weapons. She said something like, if I'm not carrying two swords or not doing this. <laughs> Basically, she's, she's always carrying yeah. Yeah, a lot and, of swords. And wielding weapons. weapons and yeah, a real warrior, really. And she does a lot of her own fighting work, sounds like. Yeah, they did say that she loves to just get in there and do it. And some of the stuff, like I think the fight scene between Emma and Tamara, it looked like maybe there was a Tamara double. Yeah, there, there was. was a double for both of them, but maybe not for every part of it. Yeah, true. But uh, what they showed, some of what they showed behind the scenes stuff of Mulan. <laughs> Probably for the body slam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, primarily. My it's, favorite. <laughs> it's so weird to see a fight scene from a different angle. Yeah, it is. And, with, and as Jeremy pointed out, no sound effects. Mm-hmm. No sound effects, and they weren't even touching each other. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny because it looks so different. Yeah. Well, it's amazing what you can do with just some camera angles and yeah. a few sound effects here and there. Do they, I mean, I've never thought so, but do they speed the scenes up slightly? Because it always feels when you watch a behind the scenes like they're going kind of slow. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal in action sections to speed it up. Okay. They I've speed it up noticed. and they like, Juggle the camera all around so it all looks very busy and yeah. shaky and stuff. And you can't notice that there's a six-inch gap between. Pretty much. 
And yeah, when but, you hear that connection... <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool uh, to see that. And cool that they focused on some of the story writing aspects of this. And you get to see several of the writers talk about Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time throughout these features. You see, of course, Kitsis and Horowitz yeah. in there. But also uh, Andrew Chamberless and um, David H. Goodman and Jane Espenson mm-hmm. and some of the production team. Mm-hmm. I love what she said about Mary Margaret. She was like, there's just something about, you know, the motion of drawing the bow. It's just a, a hero move. And she yeah. was doing it while she was talking about it. Yeah, And we learned that um, Ginny Goodwin grew up learning bow archery. and arrow. Archery, yeah. yeah. Archery. <laughs> yeah, the more fancy name instead of bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but before we move on, I want to give thanks to people who helped make this episode of Once Podcast possible. Christian Schmidt. Dina81, David Newland, Callie Foster, Lori, and DJ Firewolf, Chris Zeigler have all contributed to make this episode possible. And all of them, all but one of them, are subscribers. So they have signed up to automatically contribute every month to One's Podcast. And we really appreciate that because that helps cover the cost, which is pretty expensive to run One's once Podcast. But we really, really appreciate the support. So Kristen, Dina, David, Callie, Lori, DJ, and Chris, thank you so much thank for you. your support. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And listeners, if you'd like to support either one episode of Once Podcast or maybe a bunch of episodes, you can go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor to make a one-time donation or an ongoing donation, and we'd be very, very grateful for that. And thank you to everyone who has recently and in the past as well. So let's talk about the deleted scenes. Whenever we see deleted scenes, I, I feel like we know why they deleted those scenes. Sometimes, yeah, they were just kind of like, all right, that happened. Yeah, it didn't or, really move the story along. Or somebody said something strange, and you're just like, yeah. So, like, I guess if they don't catch something during filming, even if the scene's otherwise okay, if it just doesn't work, you kind of have to take the scene out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I could see that maybe they cut things out because of how many questions it raises like right. there was a scene that i thought was very good to see was of dr archie hopper walking down the sidewalk and remember mm-hmm. this is season two so this is all after the coast has been broken um archie hopper walking down the sidewalk and he sees inside of mr gold's pawn shop he sees geppetto's uh, puppet parents in there and he just stops and you can see kind of some grief on his face almost like he had forgotten about that and that was cool that was i mean that was nice to see it would have been nice to see that in an episode but i could understand why they might not have included it because well, it might have raised too many questions that they didn't have time to answer well and beyond that i was just thinking nice gold real nice just put him <laughs> in the front window now that everybody remembers good job i just don't kind of don't see that happening so maybe there was that too yeah the one uh the one I really liked was there was one on the Jolly Roger and there was a little bit of foreshadowing about Neverland. Yeah. With Henry talking to Neil. And Neil's kinda like basically, how do you know how to get to Neverland? Because he says the second start of the right bit. Of course, if Neil's been in our world for that long, you would think he'd have heard the story of Peter yeah. Pan <laughs> yeah, at some true. point. But maybe he's been living under a lot of rocks and in a lot of beetles and things. But even even if they 
cut it because they thought that foreshadowing was a little too strong and they wanted us to be more surprised. Right at the end of that, <laughs> Henry's just like, do you think your dad will die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said it almost like, Tax-less. and then we'll get cupcakes. <laughs> so, so <Cinnabon>. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, maybe that's a retake. Yeah, that was a deleted scene from The Miller's Daughter. And the complete list, as far as I could tell, of deleted scenes was from We Are Both, The Doctor, In the Name of the Brother, Manhattan, Second Star to the Right, and Straight On Till Morning. Jenny, what was your favorite deleted scene? Or did you have a favorite of what we saw? The one that sticks out to me is the one in the Darling House. Mm. Partly because I didn't really understand it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I couldn't see what book she was reading. And I couldn't see if the story she was telling matched up with the book. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Because when she closed the book, you could see the title. Yeah, but I didn't see it. Oh, okay. I I thought maybe she was lying just so she would get in trouble and set up to her room so she could take... Base oh. and food. Like, I couldn't tell if that's what she was oh, doing yeah. or not. I wasn't I sure. And I think that stood out to both of us in different ways. And it's probably one of the big reasons they cut it is because she was just sitting there ignoring her father, telling was, her to stop reading. And she was basically being kind of a brat, yeah. which isn't really in keeping with her character. No, so not. she's not rebellious. Yeah. So she's I guess there goes that kind scene. And stuff. Yeah. And stuff. And, and in stuff. our chat room right now, rebellious. Matthew Paul is reminding us that 40 minutes were cut from the episode Skin Deep. Wow. Wow. That's but that was in season one. And I can understand why they filmed just way too much. And so many people want that season one uh, footage from Skin Deep. But it's um, a whole episode. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite scene from uh, the deleted scenes was in the hospital. In the episode, uh, it was... I believe it was in the name of the brother when we got to see uh, this was just after the outsider came and we saw hook come out of his hospital room holding a plate of jello, jello. Blue <laughs> like, jello. what is this yeah <laughs> i thought i was hallucinating <laughs> It's food. Eat it. It's so funny. <laughs> That's what Mary Margaret said. <laughs> and then he tries to make a pass at Ruby. <laughs> Pretty much. And I think the thing that was a little bit, and I can't remember, I was trying to place it in the whole timeline and how things were because Snow is talking to Emma and she says, your father and I were talking or something like that. And I was like, my father? Oh, him. David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like. It was odd. Yeah, it was kind of odd. She's never acted that way towards her parents. So I'm wondering if that was the main, well, other than time, but maybe that was even the reason that it was yeah. gone. But it yeah. was still, yeah, Jello, and, and it made me question seeing it through his eyes. Why do we eat Jello? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a jellyfish, maybe a blue jellyfish. A Jello fish. What is this? Yeah, because Jello's a lot of hospitals. <laughs> it's funny. But the deleted scenes, for the most part, I think made sense why they didn't include them. Mm -hmm. If they needed to cut things out for time. I've done that with our podcast before. I used to be really tight-wadded about sticking to a shorter (laughs) podcast. Like, it couldn't be longer than so many minutes. And when I had to edit to get it under that, I'd start looking for those things that weren't really relevant, didn't move along the discussion, and trying to remove those things. (laughs) But at some point, I realized, well, I don't have to stick to an absolute time yes. limit. The one and only person who complained about the time limit was because they put our podcast <laughs> episodes on CDs. So I split up an episode for them and sent it to them. 
Uh, so they well, can put it nice. on two CDs. That's the only person that's complained about the length. So, and that was for a very legitimate reason. Yeah, so I, that's just logistical. Yeah. That's not. But we're I not, don't want that much content. We're not under a time limit. Once upon a time is unfortunately. So some of this stuff has to be cut, and some of it they just realize, meh, we don't really need this. Yeah, yeah. or it diverts from the story, or or yeah. they didn't want to cut something more important. Yeah, and there was a scene even from the episode We Are Both that shows. I think a little bit of tension between Henry and David when David basically says, no, you can't come along with me. You're not the expert in this case. It, it almost hinted at a little bit of tension, but I'm glad they cut that out because then since they cut that out, most of what we see between Henry and David is that Henry just absolutely loves David and calls him Gramps and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. So I think that that was good that they cut that out and much of this other stuff. Anything else that stood out to you guys about the deleted scenes? Not that I can think of. We got a whole special feature on Hook. Mm-hmm. Sincerely <laughs> Hook is the name of this section, and it has Colin O'Donohue in it talking about playing the character Hook and some of the uh, things, some of the costume stuff that he really enjoyed and just getting mm-hmm. into character and such. And what stood out to me was that he said he really didn't expect people to be happy to call themselves Hookers. <laughs> yeah, one wouldn't expect that. People... I'm talking to all of you who call yourselves that. Find a new name. I don't expect you to be happy about being called that. Hooky was, I think, better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they can skip school and think about Hook and stuff. The thing that stood out to me from that was that I had never realized that he, in a sense, has two identities, like a lot of the people that were affected directly by the curse. He has Killian, which is who he is, But after he lost his hand and after he ended up on his vendetta, he changed when he started being called Hook. Mm -hmm. He kind of talked about the difference between his personality before he was known as Hook and Mm -hmm. after. So, you know, it's not a memory or a curse sort of thing, but he does kind of have two identities. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Some of that did carry over. The whole charmingness of Mm -hmm. him carried over. But, yeah, he described it as... I think the second one was more calculating and right. trying just fo- so focused on revenge. I mean, the guy spent probably 300 years of his life, depending on how time works in Neverland, right? wanting and planning revenge. True. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting how Connor said that he's very much different as a person to his character. But the one thing that translates into his character is the eyebrow raise that he often does. <laughs> Yeah, and when they show it, certain scenes from, like, Tallahassee and such. He does do that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't noticed that. I hadn't either. But it was cool that he brings some of it. And he did say that he wanted to bring some of his personality. His first introduction to Hook was the Peter Pan Disney movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he wanted to take a different approach to Hook. And so he brought some of his own personality into it as well. Yeah, and he brought in some of the older stories Mm -hmm. of Hook into it speaking of him there was something that i forgot to bring up during the fractured family tree they mentioned that he married mila did we know that i don't think we did i think they just sort of ran away together and that's all we knew that might have been a kind of family friendly way of putting it but then again (laughs) to say married implies some kind of ceremony not just yeah she ran off with well they were when we did see them together, they did seem like kind of devoted to each other. Yeah. In a way. 
<laughs> so may, maybe. That was a detail that was left out. Mm-hmm. Odd little thing to put in there. But then how else? I mean, yeah, you could just say she ran off with him. But then he doesn't even really fit in the family tree if you just say that she ran off with him. Mm-hmm. Right. But it makes his relationship to Neil a bit more obvious than just, mm-hmm. oh, I found him once. Yeah. Oh, and actually, that's that reminds me of one of the other scenes that was cut from the finale and straight on till morning that showed Hook talking with Greg and Tamara. Mm. Right. And where Tamara basically did say, I killed Neil. And you can see Hook's countenance just drop as because he feels some slight fatherliness to mm-hmm. Bay or yeah. Neil. And, and we did hear that in the episode when Emma told him that Neil was killed. But when Tamara did it, I think his re- reaction to that was much bigger. Yeah. And then he still tried to pretend he didn't care. He said he didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Another interesting thing that Connor said was that he channels uh, missing his real family into playing Hook. Like he sort of allows that to hmm. show up in his character. But it kind of translates differently. Like, it means something different on screen. Yeah. I think Colin does a great job at his accent, since he's actually Irish. He said he was born in Ireland. And when he talks in the video, he has a definite Irish accent. But that doesn't really come out in Once Upon a Time. So, of course, we can imitate British accents. And- Sorry, I've been getting it wrong this whole time. I've been saying Connor. It's Colin. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks for correcting me. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had this segment, Good Morning Storybrooke, which honestly, I was a little bit disappointed with. It was funny. It was really quirky. But I think the funniest stuff from Good Morning Storybrooke was in the YouTube preview that ABC released. Because they spent most of the time basically trying to explain the part of the story they don't want to tell in the show about Grumpy and Nova. Which basically is, no, they really haven't seen each other, and she's still, I guess, committed to being a fairy, even though she's kind of not right now, and so he's just going to go back to being grumpy. Well, she did make reference in her little thing about a spell (laughs) that she messed up recently, so she is giving out spells. Yeah, (laughs) and still clumsy, of course. I was trying to keep track of how many different fairy tales and what fairy tales they referenced. And some of them were kind of hidden here and there, but there was stuff like the boy who cried wolf, Mm -hmm. the guy named Boy. Not this time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There was uh, Bambi, Humpty Dumpty, um, Heart Archer. I don't know who that is. I quite get that one. Oh, duh. Is it an entangled? Heart Archer is... uh, the little baby, the naked baby that runs around with the, the Is bow that and really arrow. him? What, what's the... Uh, Cupid? What? Cupid, yes. Oh. <laughs> Heart Archer. Oh. Oh. That now really that him? makes sense to me. Okay. He's and then Cupid. also there was Goldie, Goldie Loxley. She was funny. She was. Uh, Jack, I like how she said cottage. <laughs> Jack Plum, Jack and the Jill, the three little piggies, the little mermaid. Jack and, and the Jill. And um, Romeo and Juliet. Belle. Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Belle referenced several books too, which she'd only half read. Mm-hmm. Some of the modern stories. Yeah, she was kind of spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and there were spoiled. several, several other fairy tales that were mentioned, either just names or little nods to them here or there, and different random stuff, Big Bad Wolf, and yeah, all, all of this stuff uh, being mentioned. So it was 
really funny to see them squeeze all of these in. And I was starting to think, does the, is this a list of basically fairy tales they're not going to cover? Hmm. And so this is how they're getting these mentions in. Until they mentioned one fairy tale, and I won't mention it here because it's a spoiler, but they did mention one fairy tale within this whole mix that they are going to cover. Oh. So at least that we know of, that they are definitely going to cover. Oh. So that kind of killed my theory about um, who, or the, this being a list of fairy tales they basically won't cover. But uh, the the great commercials in this and uh, segments were fun. Yeah, the local commercial thing. Yeah, yeah. And they they deliberately made this feel very local. Yeah. Look at those sausages! (laughs) Sodas for the kitties! Shouldn't even say it with that much personality. (laughs) And sometimes we we have have avocados. avocados. Ask if we have avocados. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, the wolf watch uh, was great because was I remember weird. our friend Jeff Roney early on uh, in his podcast over at once upon a time podcast.com had a Ruby watch for whenever oh. Ruby would show up. He, he was just being silly about something, there. <laughs> but it reminded me of that. So maybe he'll enjoy that a <laughs> little bit. Yeah, the that's whole thing. definitely dying. We don't know anything yet, but we're reporting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds like dying. What, what was it? That, oh, that's definitely dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. And I think it's something that will be even funnier the second time we watch it. The problem we had is we watched the bloopers before this. I tried to that's save the true. bloopers for last. That's true. And the bloopers, oh, the bloopers were great. Were hilarious. Let's talk about the bloopers now. I wish I could watch again right now. <laughs> they were that good. Bloopers are always fun. And they showed a bunch of uh, sections of different scenes of bloopers yeah and it was really cool to see how the characters just have fun Mm -hmm. the actors have fun with some of these things yes what was your favorite blooper jeremy jenny my favorite was when regina got she like she broke the the shackles and started (laughs) yes fake punching the guards stayed in character for a second yeah that was yeah that's always my favorite (laughs) and they all they both just played along it was great i loved it it's my favorite or Neil, whose real name, Michael. Michael Raymond James. Yes, thank you. He's like, Has anybody seen my dignity? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, seeing, oh, I don't know which one is my favorite. Several of them were so great, but uh, <laughs> seeing Regina just all like getting an attitude and shaking her shoulders. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, that, <laughs> that, yeah, that one was like real life bad lip reading it came yeah. out like someone did bad lip reading but it was it was her <laughs> yeah and they had some other uh, bloopers from throughout the season and some great stuff uh, even seeing barbara hershey who's been so serious mm-hmm. through both seasons whenever we saw her just so serious no! this really bad lady <laughs> there's one little clip in the blooper <laughs> one little clip in the bloopers where she's just got this ridiculous face yeah on. she's making faces yeah it's so great. a lot of fun you got to check them out and they are already <laughs> on youtube not necessarily sanctioned by abc but you can check them out but uh, definitely get the blu-ray or the dvd and i don't think you'll regret it if you can get the blu-ray because it has these extra features the audio commentary to the miller's daughter and that whole section on a fractured family tree about the family tree of 
everybody, basically. But also on the discs, audio commentary. There are six episodes on the Blu-ray that have audio commentary and five on the DVD. So those episodes that have audio commentary are um, the pilot or the premiere of season two, which is broken. That's Josh Dallas and Jenny Goodwin are doing that together. In um, the ninth episode, Queen of Hearts, it was Kitsis and Horowitz with Lana Perea, the evil queen. In um, the commentary for Manhattan, that was Kitsis and Horowitz with Robert Carlyle. With the episode The Miller's Daughter, that's the Blu-ray exclusive, it's Jane Espenson. Uh And right off at the very beginning, and I haven't watched all of these yet with their audio commentary, but at the beginning, Jane Espenson refers to the show and describing something, and she says, isn't our show beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) There's also episode 17, Welcome to Storybrooke, and it has Ian Goldberg and Andrew Chambliss. Chambliss. (laughs) How's that pronounced, Jeremy? You know that better. I don't know. Okay. Uh, That were co-writers uh, for this episode and with several episodes of once upon a time and one of the things that they pointed out uh, early on is they said that kurt flynn back in that little campfire scene with owen was originally supposed to do a yoda impersonation and that was what? one of the decisions they made in hiring him oh to play the part and they said that in the casting they heard a lot of people do some really terrible yoda impersonations <laughs> uh, and then of course, the finale of second season and Straight On Till Morning has David H. Goodman, he's a co-producer and writer, and Colin O'Donohue doing the commentary on that. Yeah, cool. So, some awesome commentary. I'm looking forward to re-watching these episodes with their commentary and uh, getting some cool behind the scenes on that. And I've got a voicemail from Aaron J. in just a couple minutes that gives some more light on some of the things and review of some of the commentaries. But one other thing, if you haven't purchased yet, the there's a bonus disc out there if you buy the Blu-rays from Best Buy. That's weird. Yeah. It's a little, I don't like it when places do that, but uh, there's a bonus disc. And unfortunately, the coupon that you could print out from, I think it's ABC TV on DVD coupon.com or something like that. Oh but gosh. it is ABC official. Okay. So it's not just some shady thing. But you could have printed a coupon taken it into the store and bought it for just a couple dollars cheaper than the amazon.com price which has since gone up actually oh. but you can check that out at oncepodcast.com slash season two if you want to purchase from amazon you're making me sad but the um, bonus disc is a best buy exclusive and it has three deleted scenes and a special 15 minute feature so someone who did purchase the blu-ray bonus disc uh, with from Best Buy there was Erin J and she sent in this little review for us. It's a few oh. minutes here of her review of the Blu-ray and especially letting us know what's on the bonus disc. Hey guys, it's Erin J and I wanted to send in feedback about the Once Upon a Time Blu-rays. If you went to Best Buy, they were actually cheaper and you got a bonus disc. I get them home. The first thing I do is put it in the Blu-ray player with my flat screen TV, which is not the TV that I watch the show on because it does not have cable. So when I watch the show, I watch it on this really old TV. So then to see the Blu-rays, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful show. The quality was so good. Everything is just so much more beautiful when you watch it on Blu-ray on a flat screen TV. (laughs) So I was really impressed with that. But the first thing I watched was I watched every episode that had a commentary with the commentary. 
I really wanted to do that. Last year, I really enjoyed the episode commentaries. This year, I was a little bit disappointed. I really enjoyed Josh and Jenny's uh, commentary on the episode Broken, and I really enjoyed Jane Espenson's commentary on The Miller's Daughter. Um, they were really relevant to the episode that we were watching. I found that some of the other commentaries, specifically those with Adam and Eddie, kind of just reiterated a lot of information that anybody <laughs> who's watched any interviews with them or any panels with them already knew, and that wasn't really specific to the episode. So I was partly disappointed with that, and I was actually really disappointed that Jennifer Morrison didn't do a commentary, but I'm an ugly duckling, so I guess that makes sense. Or is she an ugly duckling? <laughs> a dunkling? <laughs> uh, last year, her commentary on the episode A World Without Magic was really good, A Land Without Magic, and this year then there wasn't one, so I was disappointed in that. But... Quality's good, price is good, commentaries were okay. These other special features that I've seen so far are great. Uh, I thought the bloopers could have been longer because they're just so hilarious. Mm -hmm. The deleted scenes, I really love deleted scenes. That's one of the main reasons why I love buying DVDs is for the deleted scenes because it's all this information that the actors think that we know because they remember filming it and then they realize and they don't necessarily realize that it's not in the actual episode that we've seen. So I really enjoyed those. But more than the deleted scenes on the Blu-rays, which were great, there were three bonus deleted scenes on the Best Buy special feature disc that I was so excited to see. So, we find out what happened to Spencer, which is not on the Blu-rays and was not in any of the episodes. Now, just to remind you, Spencer is the DA, or King George. Because, and maybe no one needed to be reminded of that, but it's been so long since I watched all of the episodes yeah. that I had to think, Spencer, Spencer, why do we even care about Spencer? And so, he's the DA. <laughs> Last we saw of him, remember, was when he burned the hat in the end of Child of the Moon. So, if you got the Best Buy disc, you find out kind of what happened to Spencer. It's from the episode Tiny, and um, it just shows... Snow and Charming confronting Spencer in, in Storybrooke, sorry. So Mary, Margaret, and David confronting Spencer, who has been locked in the mines. He's been chained to the wall in the mines. Um, that's where David put him after um, after uh, the Child of the Moon. And um, basically, I just really love, there's a line that Spencer says to Charming that's really relevant for kind of how the rest of the season played out. He says to him, you have darkness in you too, Prince Charming. Which, considering what happened with Snow and her heart and everything, I thought was really relevant. But I was so excited to find out what happened to Spencer because huh? at Paley Fest, Adam and Eddie said that they would be really disappointed if we didn't hear what happened to Spencer, and then we didn't. So I was really <laughs> disappointed, and now we finally do. Uh, there's also a really heartbreaking scene from the episode The Crocodile where Rumpelstiltskin comes home from his confrontation on the boat with Hook and Mila, and he has to tell Bay that Mila's dead and is never coming back. And it's just, it's a really, really sad scene. And then there's kind of another okay scene from Welcome to Storybrooke. It's kind of a follow-up to after the well scene when Henry's trying to blow out magic and it's Emma's just trying to make Henry feel better and Henry just says everything's going to keep getting worse as long as magic is here. So it kind of, that segued really well into the season finale. And also included on the Best Buy special features disc is a costume kind of production design special feature. It's 15 minutes long and it is the production manager and Eduardo 
Kestroff, I think is his name, the costume designer. He, they are both featured in it and they're talking about costumes and how they make what their inspiration is for the look specifically in fairy tale land and for like how they did Regina's castle versus snow's castle and how they pick different outfits and how the actors help them and stuff. It was actually really good. It's such a girl thing to say. I really loved the one about the clothes, but the man who does the costumes for once upon a time is amazing. I'm so glad he won. Like he won an award this year for it, but you can just, you can just tell by listening to him in the interview, like how much he loves his job and where, how inspiring he is with how he makes the clothing and, uh, how much time he puts into it. So I really enjoyed that special feature too. So I'm very happy that I went to Best Buy and bought that disc. I got that disc with it. And yeah, I'm super disappointed that there are no hidden Easter eggs on the Blu-rays. That makes me very sad, especially since they did it last year. So I kind of feel like once a network does something like that, they should be consistent for the rest of the series. But that's just my personal opinion. So kind of disappointed with the Blu-rays a little bit. Not so much with the special features on the disc and on the special the special Best Buy disc. So that is my feedback about Once Upon a Time Season 2 on Blu-ray. Thank you very much, Aaron J. Well, we you. really appreciate that. Some great insight. And I, I said, I think I said that the disc was a Blu-ray disc, but it's also available if you buy the DVD mm. from Best Buy. So either buy the DVD or the Blu-ray edition from Best Buy and you get that extra disc. But it's very likely those extra features will end up falling off a truck somewhere and landing inside of YouTube. <laughs> so you might be able to find those even if you don't get those discs or you already got your discs. Now, if you have not purchased Once Upon a Time second season yet, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash season two to purchase from Amazon. And if you purchase from there, then that does help support us because we get a couple dollars from that if you purchase through our link. And if you purchase anything else while you're there on Amazon, that also contributes to uh, Once Podcast as well. So that was really cool to hear some of that. And some of that stuff, those, some of those deleted scenes, I think were even would have been better to yeah. see than some of the ones we saw. Sounds like it. I, I, I've always wondered what did that look like for Rumpelstiltskin to go back to Yun Bay and tell him Mila was gone, Mila was dead, whatever that he told him, what happened there. Mm-hmm. And some of these other things like what happened to Spencer and... Uh, the whole thing at the well would have been great to see as well. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, sometimes important things end up getting cut out. Mm. I know a lot of people are interested in the subtitles that are available for different languages. And the back of the Blu-ray case, this is a little confusing because the back of the Blu-ray case says that the subtitles are in English, SDH, Spanish, and French. And that applies to feature content only. But when I looked at the discs, the um, the premiere, the pilot epi- uh, premiere, sorry, of second season actually has more subtitles than all the other episodes. But most of the episodes have English, Thai, Chinese, Spanish, Portuguese, and French. Wow! I don't know why they're not listed on the case. Maybe that's a region thing. I wonder what the quality is. That's a lot of languages. Yeah, I mean, this is Disney. A, yeah, well, paying yeah. to have this done. It's true. So if you are one that needs those subtitles in different languages, then it sounds like, or it looks like, as far as I could tell, those languages were on every feature. I didn't, I wasn't able to check all of the special features for them, but 
of all of the features, it did seem like those subtitles were there. So if you speak one of these languages and you would use these subtitles, then please let us know are these on everything, how good they are, and all of that. You can comment on the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 105. So in all, Jeremy, Jenny, what did you guys think of the Blu-rays? And the, the, all the special features and everything that we've seen so far. It was good. It wasn't, uh, you know, earth-shattering, perhaps, but it was good. It was a nice, nice set. Mm-hmm. I like the behind the scenes approach to things and the tiny little bits of stuff that we get here and there that gives us just a little bit more of the puzzle. Jenny, what did you think? It was interesting. It was fun to watch. I liked all the special features. It's great. Yeah. So please check it out at oncepodcast.com slash season two to order that from Amazon. And I know you'll love it. DVD and Blu-ray. And uh, the prices will change frequently on Amazon. They'll go up and down. You can also, of course, get them from Hulu. Uh, Netflix will have Once Upon a Time on at the end of August. We'll receive the full second season of Once Upon a Time. And I know other countries are delayed in their airings and as well as uh, when the DVDs and such will be available in those other countries. But I do like one last comment here on the Blu-ray is you get this lenticular cover, which is the uh, look at it two different directions and you see two different things. And I showed this in the unboxing video. You see Emma with the purple smoke and holding the sword. <laughs> Emma's holding the sword, not the purple smoke. <laughs> and then um, the other direction, you see the Jolly Roger, Captain Hook's ship with the Charming's castle in the background. Did you just try to swipe the box? No. <laughs> with the Charming's castle in the background. That's kind of weird. Finger. Yeah. What's funny about this is you see Emma with the sword and the purple smoke. And obviously that's the sort of the main image for season two, but it feels right. like forever ago. Yeah. Since that's sort of what we knew of season two. And the last thing we saw was purple smoke. Magic is coming. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm eager to... Now it's like, who knows what is coming? <laughs> we know we're going to Neverland. Yeah. We'll meet I guess Peter Pan and other Our cast is coming to Neverland. <laughs> like purple smoke descending on something. So I am really looking forward to rewatching many of these episodes, especially the ones with the commentaries. We'll have a review of the soundtrack very soon as well, because the second season soundtrack just came out. And if you, I'll make this link work. So by the time you downloaded this episode of Once Podcast, this link will work. But if you want to order the soundtrack from Amazon, you can go to oncepodcast.com slash soundtrack two. And coming up, we will be starting a new podcast for the TV show Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. That will be a separate podcast that you all need to subscribe to separately. Uh, because we know not all of the Once Upon a Time watchers will watch Wonderland and vice versa. So we'll be starting a separate podcast for that that will launch pretty soon over at oncepodcast.com on the same website, same forums, all of that. So you'll still be able to see all of that on the same website, but you subscribe to it through a different feed in iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast program is. And also, Jenny and I will be doing a short form podcast about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland for the TV Talk Network. And this will be very similar to our initial reactions. We're not planning to do initial reactions in our Wonderland podcast, uh, 
just for sake of time and production and all of that. But we will be doing these much shorter, about 15-minute podcast episodes for the TV Talk Network. And uh, you'll be able to find that soon over at tvtalk.com, I believe is the address. But that'll be launching when Once Upon a Time in Wonderland launches as well. And uh, I think that's about it for announcements. Oh, hey, by the way, please rate us and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. Go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes to write a review for us. We really appreciate those reviews. And recently, Pan18 and Ashley the Dragon wrote reviews for us on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Please go there, leave an honest review about One's Podcast. And if you've already written a review for us, then go mark some of the other reviews as helpful, especially the more recent ones, because I know the older ones are the ones that are currently on the front page in iTunes if you find our podcast there. But uh, we'd really appreciate those newer reviews being marked as helpful and We love the new reviews. It really encourages us and it helps other people find the podcast as well. So you can get to that at oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. Something really cool with the Noodle Mix Network that I want to let you know about is if you're watching Once Upon a Time, you might also like the TV show or maybe you're also already watching the TV show Under the Dome. And we just brought a podcast into the network. You can subscribe over at underthedomeradio.com. They've got a great Under the Dome podcast over there. And if you like the TV show Under the Dome, I think you'll really like the Under the Dome radio podcast. So get that over at underthedome.com and welcome them to the Noodle Mix Network. It's great to have them as part of the network. And I, I really like their approach to the TV show and they make it really interesting and dig into some of the cool stuff that's going on with the TV show. So check that out at underthedomeradio.com. Please make sure that you follow the podcast on iTunes as well as on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Once Podcast. You can join our forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums. Get the show notes for this episode of the podcast and let us know what you thought at oncepodcast.com slash 105. And send us your feedback on theories and especially as Once Upon a Time returns when you start having your theories and things that you notice about episodes. Email feedback at oncepodcast.com. Call 903-231-2221 or go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and you can send a message that way. If you're going to Dragon Con, you also have got to check out what our friends from greetingsfromstorybrook.com are doing over there at Dragon Con 2013. They're hosting a Once Upon a Time panel about the second season. It's at the Marriott in room 302 on Saturday, August 31st. And also, actually on a Saturday, August 31st, earlier in the morning, they're hosting a panel about how to start a fan podcast about your favorite TV show. So that's two panels hosted by Bill Meeks over there from greetingsfromstorybook.com. And you've got to check this out. You can go to their website, greetingsfromstorybook.com, And you'll see the Dragon Con information on their site. But we'll also have the link in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 105. That's a lot of talking that I just did. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. You do it so well. And you can follow each of us on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at TheRamenNoodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at Twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. So until next time, have a happy ever after, and thanks for listening.
Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our donors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to donate to Once Podcast and be like co-producers with us, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Hi, Oncers. Hunter Hathaway here with your Once Upon a Time D23 Expo Wrap-Up. On Saturday at the D23 Expo out in Anaheim, California, there was a Once Upon a Time Behind the Fairy Tale panel. While there was no cast present, Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis were there for a question and answer session and filled us in a little more as to what's coming in Season 3. The audience was treated to a never-before-seen clip of the Season 3 premiere. Rumpelstiltskin is seen warning Felix, one of Peter Pan's Lost Boys, that if he and Peter Pan should fight, he plans to take the Lost Boys down with him. Edward Kitsis go on to say, When Rumpelstiltskin lets us know he's someone to be frightened of, I'm frightened. Neverland is the heart of darkness, but they're going into it to save Henry. Adam Horowitz says, We're putting our own spin on it. It's a little different than what's been seen before. The first 11 episodes of the season will focus primarily on Neverland. Horowitz says that season 3 is all about the characters getting back to their true selves. What better place than Neverland, where everything is stripped away from them and and they can confront who they really are. We will also find in the first 5 episodes how Hook became a pirate. Yes, we will meet Ariel, and Ursula is likely to appear. Kitsis goes on to say, But you never know, because on this show, you never know who is the real Ursula. And there's also a good chance of seeing a guy named Eric. We will learn more about the home office and where Tamar and Greg fit in. You know Tinkerbell has a strange connection to a character in the cast? Well, it's also the same as Ariel's. There may be a soulmate for Regina this season, if she can let love in. Kitsis and Horowitz revealed that they would love to incorporate Rapunzel and Tiana, but maybe not this season, and they have not forgotten about Maleficent. They would love to explore Oz at some point, but they're keeping that for future seasons. The viewers of this panel also got to see the 19-minute pilot presentation of Once Wonderland that was shown at Comic-Con in San Diego last month. Wonderland is meant to stand on its own, but Horowitz teased that Once fans will be treated to crumbs sprinkled throughout the series. While Snow and Emma will stay with Once, Cinderella and Grumpy are scheduled to make an appearance in Wonderland. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. Until next time, Oncers! Oh.